0: Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minko Gecev. Hello, everyone. In this episode of the Programming Podcast, we are going to discuss one of the most popular patterns in software engineering in general, called dependency injection. By the end of this episode, I hope I'm going to show you how simple this pattern is and also how applicable it is across different paradigms. A lot of people associate dependency injection only with object-oriented programming. But in fact, it is very usable across paradigms. It is very applicable in functional programming as well. So in this show, I'm going to give you an overview how you can use it across paradigms what this pattern is, what are its advantages and disadvantages. Let's start with a very simple definition. So let's suppose that we have an abstraction and we can call this abstraction a client. This client does something. And in order to do this thing, it also delegates its execution to other abstractions, which are its dependencies. So with dependency injection Instead of asking the client to instantiate its dependencies by itself, we're passing them as parameters. And that's it. Imagine that I didn't mention the word class or object even a single time. Of course, in object-oriented programming, this abstraction is probably represented with a class. But in functional programming, we can represent this abstraction with a function. Let's first dig into dependency injection from the view of an object-oriented developer. So, as I mentioned, this abstraction is a class there. And we can think of this class, let's say, as a button. We may want to render this button on different platforms. We may, we may want to render it into the common line interface, or, why not, onto a canvas. So In this case, the button can depend on a particular render, a CLI renderer, or a canvas renderer. Imagine we ask this button to instantiate its renderer by itself. Well, this means that our button from now on depends only on the CLI renderer or only on the canvas renderer. It cannot depend on any of these two, because the particular instance that it uses is already decided at design time, so we cannot change it at runtime at all. But on the other side, we may have our implementation of the button and this button can depend on an abstract class or even an interface called renderer. This renderer just represents a very high level abstract interface for rendering something onto the screen. Once we instantiate our button, we can pass a particular implementation of this renderer to its constructor and this way, the button can use this particular implementation of the renderer from now on for rendering stuff onto the screen. See how we can use now the button with both the CLI renderer and with the canvas renderer without changing its implementation as well. We're just changing the way that we're instantiating the button, passing different implementation of this abstract renderer. That's pretty much all of it. But imagine now your dependency grasp gets pretty big. So your button depends on this renderer, your renderer depends on different abstractions. They depend on like different drivers, on how they're talking to the operating system, let's say, and so on and so forth. At certain point with this huge dependency graph, it might be really hard for you to track what are the dependencies across different abstractions in your system. It also may get tricky for you to instantiate the individual abstractions you need to think a lot about what are their dependencies and should something else happen before I instantiate this dependency. Should I create any other abstraction instead? Well, in these cases, it's very convenient for you to take advantage of a dependency injection framework. This way, instead of instantiating all these abstractions yourself, you're delegating this to the dependency injection framework which implements the so-called inversion of control. So, you're inverting the control, instead of you being responsible, or the particular abstraction being responsible for instantiating its dependencies, now someone else is responsible for this. And this is the inversion of control, so-called container. If you are using Angular, well, I'm giving an example with Angular since that's the framework that I'm working on, we can think of this dependency injection like inversion of control container as an injector. We have this injector hierarchy. In Angular, we have different providers, which are pretty much instructions on how you can instantiate individual abstractions. And uh, they also configure the dependency graph of your applications. And if you want to instantiate a particular abstraction from the ones that you have, what you should do, is just take the injector and ask for the abstraction that you want. The injector is going to figure out what are all the dependencies of your particular abstraction, their transitive dependencies, and so on and so forth. It is going to instantiate them one by one, following their topological order, and finally you're going to get uh, the instance that you asked for. That's it. That's everything. Now let us look at dependency injection from the context of functional programming. Now since we're talking only about functions and their arguments, Our button now is going to be simply a function. Still, if we want to make it cross-platform button, we would have to pass the rendering function as an argument. And here it is. It is a high-order function, a function that we can pass as an argument to our button. So the consumer of the button can decide which renderer to pass as an argument to the button. It can pass either the CLI renderer or the canvas renderer. And this is already dependency injection it is really convenient for just swapping the actual concrete implementation of the dependency of of our abstraction and altering its behavior. That's it. Now, let us briefly discuss what are the different pros and cons of using DI. First, obviously, you're not coupled to a particular concrete implementation of your dependencies. You already saw how we can render our button onto the common line interface and also onto a canvas just by depending on the abstract renderer instead of depending on the particular implementation of the render and instantiating it inside of our button itself. So, so far, so good. But this has one really powerful implication. It is during testing. Now imagine our button now depends on a service, which makes an online purchase over Amazon's API. So every time when you click the button, you're purchasing a new toilet paper package. Why not? So you press the button and you get an order for a toilet paper package. So you also have tests for this button and these tests are pressing the button. So imagine now you open a pull request and your tests run in CircleCI. Every time, when your test presses the button, you're going to get a new package of toilet paper from Amazon. This is probably something that you don't want, especially if you have flaky tests and you have to restart your CI very often. Instead, what you would want to do is ask your button to depend on an abstraction, which can be implemented by your particular buy from Amazon concrete implementation. And once you depend on this abstraction, at test time, you can pass a fake implementation of this abstraction that doesn't do anything. It just registers that you have purchased something, but without actually doing uh, the actual uh, purchase on Amazon. So that's it. See how powerful it is during testing. You might be saying, you might be thinking now, yeah, I can do that for sure. But I, I can also monkey patch my toilet paper purchasing service instead. You can definitely do that, and this is an option. Monkey patching is always an alternative in dynamic languages such as JavaScript. It's questionable whether it's more clear, but it depends on the engineer's preferences. Now, what are the disadvantages of dependency injection? The source code sometimes might be harder to understand. Imagine you have a large dependency graph. If you want to instantiate a particular Abstraction from your dependency graph by using your dependency injection container It might be hard to figure out where it got its dependencies from It might be really hard to trace the actual instantiation order and Also, you may need to pay some upfront cost in order to understand your dependency injection framework because it has its own API You're bringing some extra weight pretty much as you're bringing a third-party software as part of your application That was pretty much everything I wanted to talk to you about today. I hope you enjoyed this episode about dependency injection and until next time. Bye-bye. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgechev. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgechev.com. Thanks for listening.